Thank you for tuning in to Conroe United Pentecostal Church today. We pray that this podcast is a blessing to you. If there is ever anything we can do for you, please email admin at conroeupc.org. The atmosphere is changing because the Spirit of the Lord is here. Hallelujah. The Lord began to show me this and begin to put this together the moment that doubt is conquered by a small spark of hope. When hope or when knowledge begins to come into a mind, when there is an understanding that comes into a heart, the moment that the understanding enters into the heart, the moment that the aha moment takes place is the moment that the mountain of doubt is cast into the sea. Amen? Whenever that heart begins to see that it won't be like this for long, that there is a change that is coming, it is within that moment that the doubt and the fear is forever conquered. Somebody shout amen. When you look at the difference between light and dark, whenever that there is darkness in a place, darkness is chased off with the entrance of light does not matter how small that light is. It is displaced because the light showed up. Amen. And as they were singing, sickness cannot stay here any longer. Why cannot sickness stay here any longer? Because healing walked into the house. And when healing has walked into the house, then the sickness has to go. It cannot stay in the same place any longer. When fear, when healing, when love begins to be introduced into a place, then fear and doubt cannot stay there any longer because of the entrance or because of the existence of the opposite. Amen. I want you to know right now that whatever that you are dealing with, that the sickness that you are dealing with, the fear that you are dealing with, the atmosphere is changing. And the Spirit of the Lord is here in this place tonight. And because the Spirit of the Lord is here, that means that whatever that has been plaguing you, that has to take a few steps back. Amen? The darkness has to flee. Amen? Can we clap our hands unto the Spirit of the Lord, unto the presence of the Lord that is here right now? Mighty God, we love you and we thank you and we praise you. There is no other God. Thank you very much, sound man. That's good right there. Thank you so much. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Job, chapter 23, verse 8 through 14. The book of Job, chapter 23, verse 8 through 14. Because when you begin to understand... And you will understand more as I move into this tonight. But I felt this even last week as the Spirit of God was beginning to move upon me. And so I want to deliver this to you tonight. But before we go into that, and before we move into that, as you are finding the Scripture. In prayer this afternoon, the Lord showed me in a very quick manner the heart of the church. And I saw it. In the same manner that I have seen one other thing in my life. When the Lord showed me something that was taking place. And in prayer I saw in the middle of this church. A big old red heart. And it began to beat again. And that heart began to beat over and over and over again. 
And the Lord began to allow me the understanding that I'm getting ready to resuscitate some things that have been dead. And as my spirit enters into the atmosphere, there are going to be hearts that begin to beat again tonight. And not just individual hearts, but if you will allow me the the leniency to say this, Pastor Smith, Pastor Trent, that the heart of the church is getting ready to beat like it has never beat before. I want you to lift up your hands right now, folks, and I want you just to open up your heart unto the word of the Lord. That the very heart of the church is getting ready to beat like it has never beat before. There are going to be things that come forth out of this service, that come forth out of this month of revival that is going on. The different speakers that have been here and that are contributing, there is going to be something that takes place. You are sitting on the threshold, Conroe United Pentecostal Church, and you might not see it right now because you're in the midst of it. But take it from an outsider right now. I feel the Spirit of the Lord directing me to say it and speak it, that you are sitting on the threshold. Be not wearied in well-doing, for in due season you shall reap if you faint not. I want you to lift up your voice before we go another second. And I want you to pull in this word into your heart right now. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. My pastor told me. Uh, when I had been asked, he said, well, what did you do when the man spoke the word unto you? And I said, I did what I do with every other word I receive. I write it down in the back of my mind, and I file it back, and when it comes to pass, I know that it was of the Lord. He said, you're wrong. He said, whenever a word of the Lord comes forth, you don't need to process it and file it back. You need to receive it right there at that moment. You need to begin to take it into who you are right at that moment. Folks, can we lift up our hands one more time? And can we receive this right now? Don't file it away. Don't push it back a little bit later on. When it happens, when it begins to come to pass in a couple months, in a few weeks, we'll know that it was true. You don't need to wait that longer. The word is for the moment right now. Let it begin to change something within your spirit right now. I want you to receive it right now. I want you to begin to feel your heart beginning to beat again. I want you to begin to feel the expectancy begin to build within your spirit all over again right now. In the name of Jesus, I want us just take a few more moments. I want us just take a few more minutes right now, and I want you to just lift up your voices. Lift up your voices. Lift up your hands. He Thank you, pastors, for allowing me to be here tonight. And thank you for Conroe United Pentecostal Church. I'm going to preach to you from my heart again tonight. Job 23, verse 8 through 14 says, Behold, I go forward, but he is not there. And backward, but I cannot perceive him. It feels like whatever I do, I cannot find God. It feels like that I am spinning my wheels. It feels as if that there is no contact, there is no connection with God. 
I know that he is there, but I cannot perceive him. And whichever way that I turn, whichever way that I go, I just cannot get into that place with him. Verse number 9, on the left hand where he doth work, but I cannot behold him. He hideth himself on the right hand that I cannot see him. But he knoweth the way that I take, and when he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. He knows every step that I have taken, and when he gets done with what he is doing within me right now, I will come out worth more than when I went into it. Conroe, can I just say right now that you're going to come out of this worth more than when you went into it. Now, this is the problem that I've had beforehand because I've given up in the midst of things before, but I'm holding on. My foot held his steps, and his way have I kept and not declined. I have not let go of my faith. I have not let go of my purpose. But my foot has never deviated off of it, even though I didn't feel him. And even though that I could not perceive him nor know where he was, my foot held his steps. I held on to an idea. I held on to a promise. I held on to a thought process, even though the feeling of it left me a long time ago. Am I preaching to anybody right now? He said, my foot held his steps and his way have I kept and have not declined. Neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. But he is in one mind and who can turn him. And what his soul desireth even that he doeth. Whenever God gets it in his mind, that you're getting ready to be worth more than what you were before, you cannot stop the process of God. Whenever God looks at you or me and says, I'm ready for you to take a step up, Bubba, you cannot stop what comes after that. But it's what comes after that uh, that elevates us into the next place. Amen? And verse number 14. For he performed the thing that is appointed for me, and many such things are with him. And Job said, what I'm going through right now, where I'm going forward and I can't see him, and I turn around and go backward and he's not there back there, and I turn to my left hand and to my right hand, but he's still nowhere around. What I'm in right now is, is a result of God performing the thing that is appointed unto me. And many such things are with him. I want to preach to you tonight from this title. As long as I can see. As long as I can see. I want you to put your Bibles down right now. And I want you to lift up your hands before the presence of the Lord.
before the great God that is here right now. There is getting ready to be knowledge that flows into a mind. There is getting ready to be a confidence that flows into a heart. That what you are going through is going to be dispelled by the knowledge that God has not left you and neither has he forsaken you. But he is with you always, even until the end of time. God, we come before you right now. I would ask that there would be yet another confidence that begins to flow from your throne. Yet another boldness that begins to flow from your presence right now. In the name of Jesus Christ we pray. And everybody shout amen unto the Lord. Shout unto the Lord one more time. Shout unto him one more time. In the name of Jesus Christ. Everybody clap your hands as you are being seated tonight. Hallelujah. Diana Niad in 1979 swam from Bamimi in the Bahamas unto the coast of Florida. The effort took two days to complete and has stood for over 30 years unto this day. When she was asked how she did it, she said, and I quote, I am willing to put myself through anything. Temporary pain or discomfort means nothing to me. As long as I can see that the experience will take me to a new level. Diana speaks a very real truth. She says, I am willing to go through whatever I need to to achieve my dream. As long as I know that what I am going through will get me uh, to the place that I want to be at. Amen? If you will allow me to lay just a little bit of a foundation tonight. Torture is a very effective uh, re manner because it removes from the individual hope. Torture begins to place into the minds and the hearts of individuals that this will never change that this will destroy me if I do not give in unto it. And so in training for such situations and for the, for the occurrence that could take place, they instill a mindset within soldiers that if you ever get caught and begin to be tortured to release confidential information, they begin to tell them, don't give up. They begin to instill it within their minds in the training process. Don't give up. Don't let your guard down. They begin to tell them in the training that if you will understand this, know this, that while you are going through that torture and while you are, while you are going through that pain and the things, the unmentionable things that are taking place unto your life that are happening, remember this one thing, that your brothers in arms are searching diligently to find you and we will find you if you give us enough time. 
Why is that important uh, that they begin to instill it within the minds uh, of the soldiers? It is because uh, of this without the knowledge uh, that something is working uh, behind the scenes. Uh, You will not go through uh, the process. Amen. You will not finish out what God has begun to perform within you. You cannot give up tonight, folks. There is a God that has started things within the character and within the heart of this church. Don't give up in the midst of what is going on. There is a God that is working on your behalf. Amen. Look at your neighbor right now and say, I'm not giving up. Job, in the midst of God, performing the thing that was appointed unto him. He described his situation as a place of no perception. Has anybody ever been there before in this house? Where it feels like you can't get a hold of God no matter how hard you try. I go forward and I go backward, but he is not there. I cannot see, nor can I observe him or perceive him. But it is important to note tonight that in this place of pain and in darkness hidden from him, the hand of God, the voice of God, not having any perception, no future sight, he makes an amazing statement. And he says, it is in this place that I am now that God works. It is interesting to note that God never created in a place of perception. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of the Lord moved upon the face of the waters. God does not create in a place of perception. What you've got to realize tonight is even though you cannot feel God, God is working on your behalf. You've got to realize and remember tonight that where you are in this place right now, that there is a God that is working on your behalf. I know that you might not feel him, but the Lord spoke to me and said, do you have to be knowledgeable of it in order for it to be true? Did the valley of dry bones know when I was laying back under them sinew and flesh and the bone coming together bone to his bone did that valley know no they didn't and so it is from this place tonight I preach it unto you from my heart there are those in here that your bones have seen to be pulled apart bone from his bone but there is a God that there is a shaking and behold there is a noise that is coming and the bone is coming together bone to his bone. You don't have to know about it. You don't have to feel it in order for it to be true. 
when I was in the midst of my sin and my shame. When I was in the midst of the world, I didn't know about it. But Pastor Trent, when I was there blowing lines off of mirrors, we were in the room, I remember it, and we started talking about God. I didn't know it that right there in the midst of that drug addiction, I didn't know it, but God was laying back to me some sinew and some flesh. God was beginning to pull things back together for my life. I didn't perceive it though. I didn't know about it though. All I did is oh, the only time that I knew about it was after the breath of God blew upon me uh, and I stood to my feet uh, the way that I left this 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 church. Uh, I want you to know something tonight. Uh, in the midst of where you are right now, there is a God uh, that has been preparing uh, in a place uh, where you cannot see nor perceive to cause your dreams to come to pass. There is a God that is working diligently. Every prayer that's been prayed, every prayer that's been offered up, there is a God that right now as we speak is working to cause it to come to pass. I rebuke every spirit of doubt and fear. I can't go through it if I don't see that this is going to bring me out. But the moment that I see that what I'm going through is going to carry me to a new place, honey, bring on the trial. Let it continue because I know that what I'm going through is preparing me for my future. Mighty God, there's a heart that's getting ready to start beating again. I want you to close your eyes right now. You might not have perceived it, but the Lord showed me a heart beginning to beat right in the middle of this church. Ba-bump, ba-bump, ba-bump. And you might not understand, you might not have even known that that there was a heart that had stopped beating. But now the Lord is saying, I have resuscitated you. I have not left you, and I have not forsaken you, but I have resuscitated you. It is time for you to live again. It is time for you to rise to your feet as the church of the living God. It is time for you to not hang your head and slink along the side of the street. It's time for you to lift up your eyes and begin to be the church that God has created you to be. I want you to raise your hands right now. He is resuscitating you. And the bones are coming back together, bone to his bone. Mighty God, do your work. When you begin to see that what I've been going through is just a conduit to my future. I want you to hear me tonight. And these all die. 
died in faith, having not received the promises, but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and were convinced of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country that is in heavenly, where God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. you got to get your eyes on what is in front of you and leave what is behind you in the past and step into the future that God has been preparing for you. The Lord began to speak to me here because some of you have been locked up in a prison of your own minds. You've been dealing with it and you've been... You hear me right now. That's the problem that I've had before. My foot did not hold my steps. My way did, his way did I not keep. But I fell off of it time after time because I couldn't see. You can't go through the pain if you don't see the benefit. You can't go through the trial if you don't see the benefit of it. But when you see the benefit of it, you can go through the pain and come out on the other side. Amen? When you can see the potential and the power that is wrapped up within that, then you can go through what you've been going through. But without the knowledge of that, he said in Hebrews, he was trying to pick up their spirit. And I feel that the heart of the church is getting ready to be edified here tonight. He said, wherefore, seeing them that we are compassed about, with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us. Looking and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Hear this next part. Who for the joy that was set before him. I don't call a cross joy, but he did. Are you with me here tonight? He said for the joy that was set before him. Why was it joyful? Because it was the expression of his purpose. You and I look at it as death, but he looked at it as life for the world. And so he said, for the joy that was set before me, I endured the cross. I went through the pain because he saw what was coming if he did. Conroe, keep plugging along. Don't you dare stop. And don't you dare turn back. There is a revival that is coming in your future that has been prepared by God. Do 
Do you receive it tonight? I want you to raise your hands right now. Because Pastor Trent, Pastor Smith, the other night, last Sunday night, I said something in the Holy Ghost. And I said, don't give up. God's developing people. He's sending his spirits to ones that have never graced the doors of this church. The revival is coming. It has been pressed because of the prayers of the church. You might have thought that God didn't hear your prayer, but he's just been working in a place where you can't see. But don't give up your prayers. Your prayers are hearkening unto the ear of God. Don't stop your sacrifice. Your sacrifice is getting a hold of the presence of God. I want you to raise your hands right now. Don't stop. What's going on here? The Lord is interjecting into the prison of doubt a spark of hope. And he's saying, I know that you've been in a prison and it seems like it's all dark, but let me tell you what I've been up to. Let me explain to you what I've been doing. I, I don't know if I could have made it through this year, brother, Pastor Trent, uh, without the word of the Lord coming to me that the Lord said, don't give up. Be not worried in well-doing, for in due season you shall reap uh, if you faint not. It's the only way that I've been able to go through the hell that's been coming my direction. Uh, it's the only way that my foot could hold its steps. And this way have I not declined from. When you know, you know that song? Even when I can't. Say it again, sis. No, that's my song. No, it's my song. No, it's my song. <laughs> It's my song because I know that even though I can't perceive him, he's working on me. Job said, and when he gets done, come on, sis, and even when I don't feel it, he's working. He is working on my behalf, and I feel the Holy Ghost coming into this place tonight. Even when I don't perceive him, he knows the way that I take, and when he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. Can you see it yet? It's time to come out of that prison. It's time to let some light begin to shine. That's not going to last always. The Spirit of the Lord is working on your behalf. He's causing things to align on your behalf because you have prayed. I want you to raise your hands. Because as you go through the valley of the shadow of death, I've had to remember this this entire year. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't stop believing. Don't stop believing. Come on, somebody. 
as I've gone through this year and I've had my ups and my downs in the downs that used to derail me and throw me to the side of the curve for three or four months I've held on to the fact that I know I can see and what I've done is I've stopped looking unto myself but you hear me right now looking unto Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God for consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself even Jesus had to go through some things and they spat upon him and they slapped him but what was in front of him was greater than what was behind him he got something in his sight and he said for the joy of the cross for the joy of my future Conroe United Pentecostal Church for the joy of your future endure the cross despise the shame and get position in the place that God has divinely allotted for you. I want you to just lift your heads and your eyes upward. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself. Least ye be wearied and faint in your minds. He was saying, don't give up when the going gets rough. Don't give up. It seems like it's all hopeless and it seems like nothing's going on. But you hear me right now. I am thankful that the heart surgeon puts you under to do heart surgery. I am thankful that I was not alive when the bones started coming together, bone to his bone, and the sinew and the flesh and the exposed nerves. Sometimes God brings you through a midnight season to begin to work on you. That way when you come out of it, you're worth more than when you went into it. You're not aware of it while it's going on, but I feel it right now in this place. There are some things that God has already been working on before this moment. But tonight, there is a heart beginning to beat all over again. Tonight, there is a soul that is beginning to be uplifted. I want somebody to get ready to get to this piano. Go ahead and go right now, wherever you're at. Get up to that piano because there is a spark of hope. You mean that I'm not going to stay like this forever? Absolutely not. God will not continue it for too long. And the moment that faith enters into the equation and you begin to hold your steps and you begin to keep your way and you begin to believe that God is for you, there is something that begins to happen. There is an element of faith and an uplifting that begins to take place. I want you to raise your hands.
Pastor Trent, the seed that goes into the ground doesn't know what it's getting ready to become. But if it stays in the place that it was buried in, its potential begins to break forth. I want you to close your eyes. The Lord spoke to me, and I am preaching to you about three different messages tonight. But I feel it interweaving throughout. The Lord spoke to me about a month ago and said, How many Ishmaels do you want to birth? And I said, God, I don't want to birth any Ishmaels. I want the promise. And he said, then be patient and wait, for I am working on your behalf. And even when I can't see him, he's been working. And even when I don't feel him, the Lord's been letting me know time and time and time again, I'm working on your behalf. And the moment that that knowledge comes into the prison house, the prison house cannot be as dark as it once was. Because you know there's somebody. There's a, there's a, my God, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. A man, I got on the phone with him. He did not know what was going on in my life. He made a joking comment. But I want you to see what's happening in the spirit right now. I spoke to him a little bit about this, but then this is what he said to me, and he was laughing when he said it. He said, it sounds to me like you just need to lay something on the altar. He said, but don't be afraid. you got a ram coming up the other side. Now, Abraham didn't see the ram coming up the other side when he was walking up his side of the mountain. But here he goes with his sacrifice. And you better know right now that the Lord has begun to place it within the mind of a ram. You better get up on that mountain. And even though Abraham couldn't see around the other side of that mountain, and even though you don't see the outside of that prison wall, there is a God that's chipping away. There is a God that's preparing a prison break to begin to happen. Even though you might not have felt uh, the, uh, uh, the leads uh, and the machines, and even though you might not have felt uh, the surgeon's scalpel uh, upon the inside of your heart, there is a God uh, that has been working on your behalf I want you to raise your hands all across this place and the Lord spoke to me in a very emphatic manner and he spoke to me this word and I pass it unto you tonight it was in the unlikely dark place of the prison that Joseph's dream was birthed it was never on the mountaintop it was always in the valley It was in a river 
that Moses was thrown into in an unlikely manner. But God started working on Israel's behalf in the midst of a river that should have destroyed him. I want you to lift your hands right now because the Lord is speaking and breathing a spark of life into your prison. I'm not saying right now that your prison is opening. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to steal from you what God is doing for you. But what I am saying is, in the midst of the prison, don't you dare give up. Because it's in that prison that God's going to lay something to you that you would have to have to be able to possess your future. I want you to stand to your feet all across this place. David said, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret. I'm curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect. And in thy book... All my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. He said, you knew me when there was no me. And I was written in the book before I ever breathed the breath of life. You knew me when I was yet unperfect. I want you to raise your hand right now because unto every heart that has ever allowed the thought process to begin to slip through your mind that God has forgotten me and I'm just plodding along and I'm just working along. I want you to allow that little sliver of hope to begin to get into that prison right now. I want you to feel and to have the understanding that the heart is beginning to beat again. The heart has been resuscitated by a God that has been working on your behalf. As long as I can see as long as I can see, as long as I can see, as long as I'm reminded. If you've been dealing with this and you've been feeling like you're forsaken, every eye closed tonight, nobody looking around except if you're moving, I want you to step out of your seat right now. If you have felt that God has forsaken, if you felt that you've been just slamming along the wall, and I feel this in the Holy Ghost, there's some things getting ready to transpire. 
If it feels like you haven't been able to connect to God, it feels like you've been outside, I want you to step out of your seat right now. And I want you to come up here. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Don't be, don't be worried. Come on, this is the moment that you respond unto the presence of the Lord. Come on up here, sir. Come on up here. Stand right beside Pastor Trent right here. Stand right beside. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I want the rest of this church, every single person, I want you to step out of your pew right now, and I want you to come up to the front of this church, every person. Every person that that is in here. If you need to sit on the front couple of rows, sit on the front couple of rows. But I want each person to come up here to this altar. In the name of Jesus. By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son because he saw what was in front of him. He was convinced of it. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he as a proper child. And they were not afraid of the king's commandment because they could see what was in the future. One of the things that stands out to me that I want to pass to this entire congregation tonight is verse number 13 where it says, But having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. If you are not in the place of your promise... You need to stop calling where you presently are in the spirit home. You need to get uncomfortable with where you are right now. You need to feel out of place. They said, what I see before me, I am a stranger and a pilgrim in this place. It's not my home. I want you to raise your hand right now. Raise your hands to the Lord. Stop calling and stop receiving that where you presently are in the presence of God is your lasting home. For there is a greater that is before you. If you are not operating in your promise, you ain't home yet. If you are not operating and living the dream that God has placed within your mind and in your heart, honey, you ain't home yet. Stop being okay with where you presently are. 
and reach unto that that is before you. I want you to lift up your hands and your heart right now. I want you to close your eyes. And I just want you to begin to reach in the Holy Ghost as high as you can. If you've got to untuck your shirt to reach higher, you untuck your shirt. But I want you to reach right now. I want you to begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. I want you to allow there to be a discomforting in your spirit that I am not home yet. I am not settled yet. There is much more that is before me. Can you lift up your hands right now all across this place? Don't stop praying. Come on. Come on. Come on right now. Some of you, your prayer and your passion has been stolen away from you because you have felt that what God has promised you is never going to come because you're still in the darkness and you still haven't seen it. You have an assurance tonight that God's word is not false. It is coming. Lift up your eyes. Lift up your eyes. Lift up your hearts. Lift up your spirits for God's word. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Cast not away, therefore, that confidence. Come on. I want you to lift up your voice. We're getting ready to pray in the Holy Ghost right now. I want you all to get ready to sing that song right now. Because there is a light that is coming into the darkness. And the darkness is going to have to flee because of the existence of light. I want you to lift up your voices right now. And I want you to establish it within your heart. I am a stranger and I am a pilgrim. If I am not living within the dream that God has placed before me. Can we lift up our hearts and our hands right now? I'm coming out of this. It doesn't matter what comes against me. I believe that God's word is true. Stop! 